Science Journal for Kids and Teens presents How Do Chemicals Affect Animals and Their Kids? Adapted from the original peer-reviewed paper in the journal Environmental Research, published in March 2021. Research conducted by Bernard Robert, Geraldine Delbes, Jessica Head, and others from the Department of Pharmacology and Therapeutics and of Obstetrics and Gynecology at McGill University, the Centre Armand Frappiere Centre Biotechnologie at the National Institute of Scientific Research, INRS, in Canada, and the Department of Natural Resource Sciences at McGill University. See the full list of authors and their affiliations in the accompanying PDF. Read by Miranda Wilson. Abstract. Our endocrine system is very bossy. It controls many things in our bodies, like growth or mood. Sadly, there are chemicals that interfere with this important system. Endocrine-disrupting chemicals are all around us. Their negative effects can even pass on to future generations. How does this happen? We reviewed many articles on endocrine disruptors and their effects on various animals. These chemicals have negative effects on fish, frogs, birds, and mammals. Sometimes the effects pass on to many generations. However, the mechanism for this transfer is not genetic, but most likely epigenetic. Introduction. Have you ever wondered how your body controls its functions, like how to digest food or how to grow? It's all thanks to our endocrine system. The endocrine system includes several glands in different parts of the body. These glands secrete or release special chemicals called hormones into our blood. Hormones are like messengers. They tell our cells, tissues, and organs what to do. Hormones control how we grow and develop. They tell us how to get energy from the food we eat, and sometimes they even tell us how to feel. Hormones also make it possible for us to have kids. And it's not just us. All vertebrate animals have this control system too. Here in figure one, you can see the human endocrine system. The figure shows a biological female on the left and a biological male on the right. From top to bottom, you can see the location of the pineal and pituitary glands in the brain, the thyroid and parathyroid glands near the neck, and the adrenal gland and pancreas in the abdomen. Ovaries can be seen in the biological female, and testes can be seen in the biological male. A few decades ago, researchers found out there are some chemicals that mess with the endocrine system. They are called endocrine disrupting chemicals, or EDCs, and that is exactly what they do. They disrupt the normal function of hormones. This can lead to serious health issues and alter development, behavior, and reproduction. EDCs include chemicals found in household items. Some drugs, plastic bottles, and cosmetics, for example. Using them and disposing of them every day can harm both our and the wildlife's endocrine systems. The negative effects of endocrine-disrupting chemicals can pass on to many generations. Researchers call them multi-generational effects. Sometimes they can be seen even when a generation doesn't have direct contact with the chemicals. These are the transgenerational effects. How does this happen? To find out, we compared the effects of EDCs in various species. Methods. 
We reviewed hundreds of articles on endocrine disrupting chemicals. We focused on their multi and transgenerational effects in various species. These include fish, frogs, and toads, birds, and mammals. We wanted to compare the effects among different animals since they reproduce in different ways. Here in figure two, you can see animals with different reproductive strategies are exposed to endocrine disruptors and the effects pass on to their offspring. Across the top, you can see female organisms with three different reproductive strategies that are exposed to EDCs, represented by fish, birds, and rodents. You can also see a male organism that is exposed to EDCs, represented by a frog. The top row represents the parents whose bodies, developing embryos, and germ cells, sex cells that give rise to eggs and sperm, are exposed to EDCs. Blue colors follow the impacts of EDC exposure in embryos and germ cells into the first generation, whereas red colors follow the impacts of EDC exposure in germ cells into the second generation. You can see transgenerational effects in the second generation for fish and for frogs, and in the third generation for birds and rodents. Why do the transgenerational effects of endocrine disruptors in birds and mammals often show up in the third generation? Results. There are many studies on the effects of EDCs on fish. A well-known EDC is bisphenol A, or BPA, a chemical used in plastic production. It causes reduced fertility in three generations of fish. Prozac, a common antidepressant, reduces responses to stress. This effect can last for four generations. Low oxygen levels can also disrupt the endocrine system. Researchers have found that it could impair fish sperm in two generations. How do these effects pass to the later generations? We believe the cause is not genetic, but epigenetic. This means the chemicals haven't changed the DNA code. Instead, they have altered the way the cells read it. It's like an on-off switch for genes. Rats and mice are common animals used for research on EDCs. Pesticides, for example, can increase the risk of tumors even in the third generation. Plasticizers can cause decreased body weight for many generations. Bisphenol A also causes reduced fertility in three generations of male rats. Are epigenetic mechanisms responsible here? Many studies support this theory. EDC studies on frogs are not as common. An EDC produced while burning wood causes delayed development in frogs' kids. The second generation, their grandkids, metamorphoses and matures slowly. Their eggs are not viable. One study focuses on toads that grew up in urban ponds. The researchers took the toads' kids to pristine waters, but even there they were slow to metamorphose and matured slowly. Epigenetic mechanisms are one possible explanation for multi-generational effects. Another is how female frogs invest their resources during pregnancy. Do they gain body weight or do they leave it for the eggs? We think EDCs can make the frog choose the first option, and this is bad for their kids. Studies on birds are also a bit scarce. 
but there is evidence of multi- and transgenerational effects of EDCs. Some phytoestrogens, for example, can cause even the third generation of birds to mature very slowly. There is not enough data to conclude if these effects pass to later generations through epigenetics. Discussion It is clear that endocrine-disrupting chemicals have multi- and transgenerational effects, and this is true for many different animals. There is significant evidence that epigenetic mechanisms are at play, yet there are some things we still don't know. For many species, we don't know the exact way EDCs act. The same goes for the consequences of their effects later in life. These include both the parents and the next generations. We have a few recommendations for future studies on EDCs. One, it is good to compare their effects on different species. They have different life cycles and reproductive systems. These differences will make it easier to understand how EDCs work. Two, when treating an animal with a chemical in the lab, it should mimic real life situations. The dose should be the one we expect to find in the environment. How the researchers administer the chemical through food, water, etc. is also relevant. It should imitate the chemical exposure in the environment. And three, further epigenetic studies are vital, but it's also important to consider social, metabolic, and environmental factors like temperature, stress, interaction with other animals, etc. Conclusion. Plastics, drugs, cosmetics. We use them every day, and we throw them away every day. They end up in the environment through sewage or garbage, and they harm not only the wildlife, but us as well. It makes good sense to reduce the amount of plastics and unnecessary chemicals we use. Use reusable bags and containers wherever possible, and always try to recycle. Thank you for listening to this recording. Visit our website, sciencejournalforkids.org, for more free science teaching resources.